Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets get the job done in game four, sweeping the Los Angeles Lakers. We're going to talk about that game a little bit in the comments from LeBron James afterwards. What most, many people are taking as alluding to retirement, I'm going to tell you guys why LeBron does not retire. We're going to get into that. Plus, Steve Nash being involved in the Toronto Raptors church, coaching search. All that and more right after this. Welcome to the number one place for your daily basketball news and analysis, NBA Central. All right, basketball fans, welcome to another episode of NBA Central. Right off the top, if you want to follow me, I'm one of the hosts here, Hayes. You can follow me at CEO Hayes. That's CEO H A I Z E. If you want to follow the show, you can do so at NBA Central Pod on every social media platform that we're on. But enough of that. Let's get into it, right? So the Denver Nuggets took care of business last night, sweeping the Los Angeles Lakers. Going to their first finals, Nikola Jokic has a 30 point triple double and then breaks a Will Chamberlain record and averaging a triple-double double in a back-to-back playoff series. So, listen, they did what needed to be done, and the Denver Nuggets needed to get over this hump. And you saw the relief coming from Nikola Jokic as well once that final buzzard rang, and it, it was felt. It was felt. He kneeled over, and he just was just let the moment take over him, and that's what you needed to see. You know, Jokic, you know, after winning back-to-back MVPs, wasn't focused on winning MVP this year. Not to say that he was even necessarily focused on it the years that he did it, right? But it was all about getting to this point for the Denver Nuggets, getting over that hump and getting into the finals, and hopefully now taking care of business against the finals in which they may find out their opponent tonight. We'll talk about that game a little bit later here in a minute. But everybody stepped up when they needed it the most. Jamal Murray, who, you know, had been in and out, up and down, I should say, really just played great this series. Stepped up when they needed a secondary score, when they needed a big basket. Jamal Murray stepped up for the Denver Nuggets and just really allowing Nikola Jokic to kind of pick his spots and to be that point forward, point center, I guess, is, is which he is. But after this game, the story all turned into LeBron James's comments after the game. Now, a lot of outlets are now running with this saying LeBron James talked about retirement. LeBron James did this. He was asked a question on how does he evaluate this season, and he mentioned how it's not about getting to conference finals. It's about playing for championships at this point of his season and talk about how many conference finals he's played in. But then he said um, he has to, a lot to think about going forward in the game of basketball. Now, a lot of people are taking that as retirement talk, and I understand that. Me personally, I, listen, LeBron isn't retired. He's already talked about how he wants to play with Bronny. You're, of course, seeing articles now like, Bron is actually comfortable not playing with Bron. I don't believe all that, right? And I do think that while those comments are cryptic, right, I think that people trying now to turn them to a retirement conversation just doesn't isn't quite in reality of what was said, right? Like I said, and again, it wasn't like it was a clear statement, so you can pull a lot out of it. But I think in going forward in the game of basketball, I more so took that as personally just LeBron wanting to evaluate where the Lakers are, right? What his future is. Does he really want to stay with that team, right? What the future holds, if he's going to be able to do enough to get to the finals, right? How much more help does he realistically need after probably the first series in which he looked mortal in for for the majority of the series, right? The Lakers had a great run. When you look at just how far they came from being a team during the season that a lot of people didn't think were going to be able to make the play in tournament, much less will go through it and make it to the conference finals, right? But, yeah, LeBron is mortal now, and and, and, and that's been evident more than anything. But I don't, I don't think LeBron's retiring. I understand the people that do, but just personally, I'm looking at it and saying, there ain't no way, bro. There ain't no way, man. I personally don't believe it. I don't believe it. 
um, even with that comment of he has a lot to think about going forward in the game of basketball. But, you know, one could say, and I've seen some articles on this as well, maybe he does retire for one year, right? Maybe he then does come back. Maybe, you know, takes basically a year off of basketball sabbatical and then comes back and plays with his son, right? There's, There's something to be said with that as well. But overall, when you look at LeBron, and regardless, whether he retires, whether he stays in, 38 years old, has done things that no other basketball player has really ever done at his age and still being able to play at a high level. Is he LeBron in his prime? Hell no. But who the hell would expect him to be at this point of his career? Not many people would 20 seasons in to your basketball career. So LeBron, regardless of whatever comes come with him uh, going forward in the game of basketball, you know, it is what it is there. But LeBron, even though I'm not a LeBron fan at all, has had a hell of a career. A hell of a career. You can never take, he's lived up to every bit of the hype that was around him when he was in high school. And you can't say that about a lot of players. You just can't. Now, funny enough, the day that the, the Denver Nuggets go to the, or, or clinch going to the NBA Finals, uh, Carmelo Anthony announces his retirement after being out of basketball for over a year. Um, yeah, it sucks. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Carmelo, to me, he, he left it all on the court. And while he had some issues and people are going to say things about what he was able to accomplish, what he wasn't able to accomplish, Carmelo Anthony had an amazing career. And unfortunately, he wasn't able to win a title. And I, when you really look at his career, how much it parallels a, a, preview, a, a short teammate of his and Allen Iverson, it just, it's very similar in that regard. But shout out to Carmelo Anthony for hanging it up, calling it quits, and we'll see what the future has in store for him. Now, one of the other things around this is uh, what's going to happen next tonight with the Boston Celtics, right? What will getting swept mean for the Boston Celtics if they are indeed swept tonight, right? I think they're still the favorites coming into this game tonight per the odds, which is crazy to me. But when you really look at the Boston Celtics and that roster overall, um, you just see a a rookie head coach going through his first playoff run and being outcoached by one of the best coaches in NBA history. And then on top of that, you have the, a player in Jimmy Butler that just refuses to go down. He just refuses. The way that Jimmy Butler has played in this playoff series is just it, it, it's what exactly Adam Silver wanted when he when the playing tournament was created. If you could tell him that you you could have a team that goes through the playing tournament, loses the first playing game, but then wins every series after that and potentially sweeps one of the best teams in the NBA to make it to the NBA Finals, he would have told you that's exactly what he created the playing tournament for. And when you look at the parity around the NBA, the parity is the thing. The, it, it, this really brings it all home, and this is why you're going to see a lot of players, even though the CBA may change that for some teams, but a lot of teams really convince themselves they're not as far off. Now, there aren't many players that can go on the run that Jimmy Butler has during this playoff series. It's just not possible. It's not sustainable for, for this to happen every year for a team, but Jimmy Butler has been on the next level. And when you look at how that, that team was built, and that's why I have said over on my solo channel, a Chicago Bulls Central is that leadership and being a smart front office will take you far, sometimes further than having a bunch of lottery picks. And that's what this team has done. The highest drafted player they have on this team is, I believe, Cody Zeller, who does not play. Doesn't play. And so the, the, what the Heat have been able to accomplish here is something that we may not see again. Or if Adam Silver has his way, maybe we see this a lot more often uh, every handful of years or something like that. But the Miami Heat are taking care of business, and they're doing it against a team that was definitely favored over them. So, you know, in, in, in watching this team just 
what they've become and how the, the Miami Heat have been able to come together. It's been some of the most exciting and fun basketball to watch in quite a while. And, you know, shout out to Jimmy, shout out to the Miami Heat and see if they can take care of business. But this has left the question, what is next for the Boston Celtics if they do lose this series, if they get swept in the Eastern Conference Finals, right? What does that mean? And when you have two players that have now qualified for the Supermax, you may be forced to make that decision sooner rather than later if you want to avoid paying them the Supermax, right? And giving them that extension. And so we, we, Jalen Brown's name has been involved in so much conversation from trades to whatever else, right? For the last two years, basically. And so if they decide to move on from him, which I don't necessarily think that they will, right? But you look at this Boston Celtics roster, and you can expect some wholesale changes on this team if they do end up getting swept. And regardless, I think unless they go and do what has never been done before and come back from a 3-0 deficit, expect major changes coming to the Boston Celtics. Some via to avoid something like the Supermax for, for Jalen Brown. Some like an older player like Al Horford who just not is, is not performing at the way that he did before in last year's playoffs for them. But he's an older player. That's to be expected. There are going to be some changes to this roster. Derek White, who, who may walk away. Malcolm Brogdon, who they just got in trade this season because they look to do something else there. There are tons of things pending for this team. And they're going to have to ask themselves the tough question. Now, Joe Mazzula, a rookie head coach, right? And I think we're starting to see some of that inexperience. We're not starting. We've seen that inexperience come to rear its head in, in this series. But you want to allow him time to go over. But I do think you're starting, you're, you're hearing some articles and rumors and rumblings that the players never quite got over Ime Doka and what happened there. And maybe there is a little bit of still tension over the fact that their coach, maybe the guy that they went to battle with, that they still believed in, that the players would have still loved to be the coach of them, Maybe there is a little bit of that that they're still getting over because he's gone. And if that's the case, that's fine. We're humans. Basketball players are still humans. And when you build those relationships, I think what we're seeing like with the Miami Heat is those relationships have paid off for the Heat. The continuity there has paid off to them. Eric Spolster knows how to use those players to the best of their ability and get the most out of them. Joe Mazzula hasn't been. even. It would be different even if he was a long-term assistant with that organization. He wasn't. So he came into a situation, inherited a position that he was not necessarily prepared for, and then now he was thrust to be in charge of and to push for a championship run for a team that has gotten to the finals before. That's a lot to put on a coach in their first season as head coach of a historic franchise like the Boston Celtics. But I tell you what, if this team does get swept, changes may need to come because at some point you have to realize maybe it is the roster. Even though, yes, under Ime Doka, they, they were better defensively, right? And I think that they would have made better adjustments to some of the things that may, the Miami Heat are doing. But let's be clear. This team, a version of this team, did similar things under Brad Stevens as far as failing when, when it mattered the most. They did the same thing under Ime Doka. They're doing the same thing now under Joe Mazzula. At some point, you have to look at the roster. And that's not to say that you have a bad roster or a terrible roster. But you may need to reconfigure some things and change some things to get the most out of them to get over the hump. They may need just a little bit, something extra, a spark, so to say. So as we go into game four tonight in the Eastern Conference Finals and try to find out who's going to come out on top and go to the finals to face the Denver Nuggets, do not be surprised if regardless, in this offseason, the Boston Celtics have some major changes. But that's my time for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to the episode of NBA Central. Make sure you're following the show at NBA Central Pod on every social media platform. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, 
NBA Central Show at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything basketball related. We out this mug. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media.